Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this short series, The Specifics of Sonship. Listen carefully so that you can begin to discern that which is a total gift from God to you and then what your participation uh, is required for you to go into the actual living out of all of the purposes of that gift of his life. You see, you can't remain in a herd mentality. There comes that moment of deep maturing when you realize he has put something very specific uh, within me for he and I to live out together. And it's not going to look like anybody else. You need to know the specifics of sonship that you might have the opportunity to truly make your best decisions. Therefore, you can go on with him into the depths of life. So I pray that you're going to let the Father have his way in you so that then you can be his way in the earth and he can live through you in full agreement, full participation. And there can be the true, the true sons of this hour of history coming forth in great dependency and great humility. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon. All right, here we are, continuing in this reading of Ultimate Intention, Chapter 9, The Father's Plan Unfolds. Finally, we come to throneship. Romans 8.17 speaks of the glory which shall come after suffering. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. 2 Timothy 2.12 You know, it's not just suffering, Deverne Fromke goes on to say. It is not just suffering, but the suffering which results from learning obedience that qualifies for the throne. See, don't forget in Hebrews 5, I believe it's verses 7 through 9, where it says of Jesus that he learned special obedience as the Son uh, through that which he suffered. Now that does mean pain. Oh, pain can be a great teacher, my friends. And yes, it also means to endure. Jesus did not run off. He stayed. He remained. He abided. And that's why he told us in John 15, you can do nothing separate from me. Remember, the entire strategy of hell is to get you to separate yourself from God. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. That's what he's doing all along the way. Why? Because God's heart's desire is the abiding dependency, the abiding oneness, the consummating way of living with his sons in deep oneness. Jesus prayed this, John 17, as he went to the cross. Father, I pray that they would be one as I am one. You see, the Father's after this. Therefore, the enemy's strategy is to get you to separate yourself from God. Develop yourself separate from God. You know, self-development. Rather than lean in deeply to the Father, remain, stay, depend upon Him, and let Him bring full development to you. 
Oh, this is so very, very good. So you see, it's not suffering for suffering's sake. I'm not being punished because Jesus took all my punishment. No, but I am in the preparing, developing processes of really growing up. We have to let God define these things. You see, if we suffer, if there is pain along the way, and I assure you there will be, but is it the pain that God is directing? Is it the pain that God is in charge of? Or are you still in charge of your own pain management? Because if it is, if you're still in charge of your own pain management, you're going to let yourself off the hook every time. Hmm? But if you remain with him, every bit of that pain, it says, leads to deliverance, salvation, and with it comes no regret. The full development of a son This is what the Father is after, that they might have the deepest enjoyment of each other, that they might move together in whatever the assignment may be. But all of that comes later. God is cultivating deep dependency. So again, it said, it is not just suffering, but the suffering which results from learning obedience that qualifies for the throne. Do you want to rule with him? See, all along the way, Uh, I was taught this statement that has so gripped me over the years, that with every fresh move of God, it will require fresh loyalty to God. Because you look again and you say, wait a minute, Father, wait a minute. (laughs) I didn't know this was going to, I didn't know this would be required. He says, I know, I know, but I'm revealing it to you. I'm showing you. And we get the opportunity to stay and remain and to choose again. Yes, Father, I'm, I'm with you says there is even more involved in this qualifying for the throne, which can be more fully appreciated as other truths unfold in the coming lessons. Let us only say now, God's first call to man was to rulership over the earth, as he would qualify, and his last call to him is throneship with him above the highest heaven. To enter into such joint throneship with the Lord Jesus is almost beyond our comprehension. But as we shall see, this is the intention of the Father for those who qualify. Now, now let me suggest to you, because almost these days, like any hint of a statement like that, for those who qualify, oh, we just start having total fits of, of you know, cheap grace. Oh, I have to qualify. What does that mean? Is there some kind of condition on me? Yes. Yes, there is. Now, remember, we started out saying that there are some things that are a total gift. We totally receive as the gift of eternal life, which is Christ's life. We receive everything as a gift. But then, my friends, is what was the point of receiving the gift? Was that the Father might have many sons and that they might be maturing. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. And shall we now turn to him and say, Oh, Father, let the gift that you have put within me bring me into the deepest places of dependency with you that I might be one that you could live through, rule through with my full participation, my full agreement. Hmm? Don't be thrown off by the fact that, yes, there are qualifiers. Shall I remain? Let me see. I'll have to decide that. 
because that's a qualifier. If you don't remain with him and continue on, you understand there are certain things that just cannot happen. Do you understand that? So we get to decide, oh, am I satisfied? Yeah, okay, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I just want to have, you know, thank you, Lord, for a little bit better mental health, and I feel at peace, and, you know, I have a little bit more well-rounded life. Thank you. I'll take it from here. You see, you've got to begin to recognize the sweet seduction sounds of self. They seem so sweet, but they are not. They are diabolical. And if the veil ever gets pulled back and you ever see it for what it is, you're going to realize what you thought were sweet whispers are the hissing sounds of a snake. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Oh, Father, let your sons see from your viewpoint. Let them see. Let them learn. Let them know. Let the cutting power of the cross be working within that they might not fall away. They might not be snatched away. They might not walk away from you. But they will turn to you again and again and say, Father, keep me in your love. Keep me, Father, because I choose to stay with you. Deverne Fromke goes on to say as he closes out this chapter, he says, Finally, we can be sure man will never live beyond his vision. If mere salvation, victory, or restoration to paradise is the goal, reaching Romans 8 is the ultimate, and the three phases of growth we have been considering will have very little meaning. Yet once we come to God's larger outlook and fully embrace His ultimate intention, we shall find a new throbbing in our breast. We shall discover what it means to be a God-centered son who lives with the ultimate in view. My friends, I pray that the specifics of sonship has provoked you to go deeper with him, that it opens you up to realize uh, that we are being matured into that which the Father has always longed for. Those that would understand everything is a gift from him. But then I guess maybe you could say that our gift to him is Father. Now make me in reality to you who you always meant for me to be, that I might live in the specifics of sonship, that I might, in abiding oneness with you, that you and I together will go on. You see, that's what Jesus continued to say. And if we're going to live as Christ, then we need to really examine how the Son lived, and then we realize, well, this is the way. And it is, yes, I have received all. I am a son. But will I go from a technon, a newborn, to a weos, which is the Greek word for the fully maturing one. For it is the weos that God seeks, that one that he can move with and move through. And his kingdom really does come through his sons. And then Jesus has the bride, his church, full of sons. And the Holy Spirit has the temple you see, they have a plan, my friends, and I can assure you plan A is still on. And that we continue to move from the early days of sonship, all that we've received, 
and we allow the Father to bring us through all phases and stages of our own maturing as who we really are to Him. And so we go from sonship, if you will, into heirship and into throneship. And as Romans 5.17 says that in this life we become kings and we reign as kings. Uh, but that's not a dominating, you know, rulership. My friends, we first have to learn just to rule our own selves. Hmm? Self-control from deep within, as Jesus did. First we learn what it means to live as he becomes the one who rules us in love. We learn how to rule ourselves and move with him. Oh, there is so much to be learned in that aspect. And we go on to be uh, heirs, joint heirs, not in theory but in reality. And then we begin to be those who he can rule through. So let's stay with him in the specifics of sonship. So I know these have been very brief episodes. They only touch on these very deep aspects of our ongoing discipleship. A lot of ships there, right? (laughs) Relationship, discipleship. Just stay on the ship, my friends, and let him love you and mature you. Yield to Him and remain with Him in the abiding development of sons. This hour of history truly is crying out for the manifestation, the emerging reality of those who are one with Him. Jesus said this is the very key, if you will, to the abundant harvest. This is what He prayed in John 17. And I say, O Jesus, let your prayer be answered in this generation, in our hour of history, wherever we live, whatever phase of of maturing we are in, remain with him, my friends. Take no shortcut. No shortcut. Take no temporary relief. For he is not destroying you. He is destroying that which was sent to destroy you. He is freeing you to live in full oneness with him. He means to have his sons in this hour. I pray that it will be you and me that he finds willing to go with him. Just to let him do it his way. So, I love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.